0: The SEC media day participants are announced for South Carolina with one player noticeably being absent. Shane Beamer tweets out another welcome home and an SEC media personality puts out his quarterback rankings for 2022 ranking Spencer Rattler sixth. Did he get that correct? I'll discuss that all today on the locked on Gamecocks podcast. You are locked on Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks part of the locked on podcast network. Your team, every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to another show of the Locked on Gamecocks podcast. Your show for daily Gamecock headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina sports teams. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Lyon. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've got a lot of different subjects to cover on today's show. I'm going to talk about the SEC Media Day participants that have been announced for South Carolina and give my thoughts on a particular player who is not a part of that group and why that might be the case. I'll also talk about Shane Beamer's welcome home tweet that he sent out late Monday afternoon and try to figure out who it could potentially be. And then lastly, I'll talk about a certain SEC media personality's SEC QB projections, not rankings, for the 2022 football season, and why I don't think he's completely correct on where he slotted Spencer Rattler. I'll be covering all that on today's show. Before I get started, as always, thank you for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecocks sports coverage. Okay, so... Let's get into SEC media days. SEC media days is around a week away. It will be taking place this next week, of course, in Alabama with all the SEC teams bringing a group of representatives to go along with their head football coach to media days where they'll go down radio row, be asked a bunch of questions, go through a bunch of interviews. And essentially the media will sort of be able to get a better idea of how they feel about their teams going into this next season. And, All those announcements today included South Carolina on the SEC conference's main Twitter account, which I have to say, by the way, the tweets were pretty cool the way they set it up. They would put up these pictures right here showing the SEC football kickoff media day logo. And then when you click on each corner, or I guess quadrant of the photo, it would populate the person behind it. So the three players that South Carolina are bringing to SEC media days are... Offensive lineman JaVon Gwyn, who was a redshirt senior heading into 2022, he has started 34 games for the Gamecocks, which is the most on the entire team, and was a Rex and Wright permanent team captain in 2021. He will definitely be an important cog to this offensive line heading into this coming fall. We are also bringing redshirt senior. Wide receiver Dakaron Joyner, who has 32 career appearances in the four seasons he has played. He was, of course, the Dukes Mayo Bowl MVP, and he has 37 receptions along with 322 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns over the course of his career at wide receiver. Definitely somebody who could have some special packages made up for him because. As we all saw against North Carolina, you still got to respect Acheron Joyner's arm along with his receiver ability and his athleticism that he brings to the field. And the last player that will be joining those two and head football coach Shane Beamer is senior defensive tackle Zach Pickens. Now, Zach Pickens was named the most improved player of the spring on the defensive side of the ball back in April. He has 35 career appearances, including 20 starts on the interior defensive line and he is coming off his best season so far in his career where he had 38 total tackles five tackles for loss and four sacks in 2021 so needless to say i like all of these selections for south carolina pertaining to the players who are going to sec media days and it's a pretty simple reason why Every single one of these guys, besides the fact that they're all seniors, they have all been through some of the ups and downs that this program has had over the course of each of their careers. When Dakar Joiner Joyner and Javon Gwynn both arrived in 2018, that was the season where Gamecock fans sort of started to panic a little bit about, you know, just how high the ceiling was for this program under head football coach Will Muschamp as they went 7-6 and six in 2018, which was capped off by a extremely disappointing shutout loss to the Virginia Cavaliers, and I believe at the time, the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. And then, of course, in 2019, the Gamecocks only won four games, which was Zach Pickens' first year. And in 2020, the bottom fell out, and we only won two games in the COVID-19 shortened season. And Will Muschamp was, of course, fired after a shootout loss at Ole Miss. Of course, the Gamecocks have bounced back since 2020, winning seven games, including the Dukes-Mail Bowl this past season, and now each of these three players is going to have a chance to maybe rewrite their whole story, at least from a team standpoint, this upcoming season, depending on how well the team performs. So, I think that it's awesome that Shane is taking each of these three guys with them, and I think that they really deserve to be able to go out there and talk to all of the media. And, of course, they'll be ambassadors of the university, of the school. But, you know, these media members are going to get to learn a lot more about these players. And I think that, you know, players probably that don't get talked about as much as some of the others on the squad. Now, I'll address the bigger discussion surrounding, of course, the release of this news, which is the fact that, that quarterback Spencer Rattler is not going to SEC media days with Shane Beamer and a couple of these other guys. Now, this is going to be, in my opinion, a much bigger story than it actually is. But there's a couple simple reasons, I think, why this is probably the case. First of all, it obviously would bring a bunch of undue and unwarranted attention and Probably scrutiny from the media members if Spencer Rattler were to appear at SEC Media Days. Well, obviously, Spencer Rattler might be probably the most talented or at least one of the most talented players on this entire roster for South Carolina. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's a guarantee that he has to be a representative at events like this. He obviously just showed up in Columbia back in February. And, you know, he hasn't been a part of the program. And like I mentioned earlier, he does not fully grow grasp how much that this program has been through the last few years with these other guys. So, you know, when you combine all of that together, I think that Shane has perfectly sound logic for why he wouldn't bring Spencer Rattler to SEC media days, I think that obviously it would bring a lot more of the attention to him and what happened at Oklahoma, you know, why he lost a starting quarterback job. You know, is it true that maybe some of the stuff that was said about him as a teammate, you know, the stuff that maybe happened in the locker room, all that stuff, it would take all the attention away from everything positive that has gone South Carolina's way for the last six, seven months. And that's the last thing that we need to have right now. So I think that this is a very, again, smart move, a calculated move on Shane Beamer's part. And, you know, this is not an indictment, in my opinion, at all on Spencer Rattler. I think that this is just something, this is just a case, honestly, where it's probably the best thing for all parties involved besides the media, At uh, admittedly. You know, the media members probably would have loved to have Spencer Rattler there. But, you know, on South Carolina's side of things, I think that best best of both worlds that maybe Spencer is not there and instead can continue to keep his head down to try and stay focused and get ready for fall camp in this upcoming season now of course South Carolina did not just get news regarding SEC media days they also got a welcome home tweet from Shane Beamer late Monday afternoon so of course I I know that all of you are probably wondering, well, who is it this time? There's obviously been a lot of hints laid down with a couple of these commitments from earlier in the summer, and I'll get into all that in just a few moments after I pass along a quick message from our friends over at Rock Auto. Now... With the ever-increasing numbers of banks and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockout.com at home and in your pocket. Why would you choose to spend 30% 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. If you own a Honda Odyssey, for example, a fuel pump is $353 on average from your local chain store, but it's only $216 when you buy it from Rock Auto. Not to mention, Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So what are you waiting for? Because it's time to go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked On Gamecocks in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Okay, now, for the middle portion of the show, let's discuss a recruiting development on Carolina's side. So, Shane Beamer posted a Welcome Home tweet late Monday afternoon saying that he had been on a plane all day, but just got a great phone call when he landed. Let's go. Hashtag Welcome Home. He included the Above All Else hashtag as well, meaning that this is a 2023 commitment Side note, I do find it funny that it's always when Shane Beamer happens to land from a flight when he gets these recruiting phone calls. I truly do wonder if that is normally the case with every single one of these situations. But of course, that doesn't matter. Let's get off of that and let's get back to the welcome home tweet itself. So, obviously, y'all probably wondering so, who might be the welcome home this time? And I have to be completely honest with y'all here. I have absolutely no clue. I have really nothing to go off of. There's been, of course, a lot of stuff put out in the past by guys like uh, Sam Serbe, who I believe is a big-time assistant recruiting staffer. Of course, Taylor Edwards, the director of player personnel, sometimes throws stuff out there as well. So normally there is maybe a hint or two to go off of with these welcome home tweets, but with the amount of commitments we have, of course, for this current recruiting cycle, the amount of Of course, fans that are on Gamecock Twitter and all the different coaches that tweet all this stuff and then retweet other stuff that's been posted from weeks back. Um, At this point, I have to be honest, it's really hard to try to psychoanalyze these tweets and try to keep up with everything. So again, honest answer, I really do not have a clue of where to look, except for, of course, a group of prospects that have been leaning very heavily towards South Carolina in recent weeks. And... Those guys would be four star edge Monteague Rams, three star athlete Vakari Swan, and four star interior offensive lineman Marquis Anderson. Maybe Oluwatis and Bobbelade as a wild card pick, but Bobbelade is planning on announcing his commitment as of right now on July 31st. Um, so I wouldn't believe that it would potentially be Bobbelade, at least, you know, right at this moment. But, you know, I could be wrong on that. So. It's honestly, you know, just take out a dartboard and put it on the wall and throw the dart, and that would just about be my guess. But I will give y'all an educated guess as to who I think it is based on one tweet I did pick up on earlier today. And that educated guess is four-star edge Montique Rams. Now, Montique Rams has been tweeting a lot more recently this month and in the latter half of June Talking about, you know, of course, he dropped, I believe, a top five, narrowing down his list just slightly, still including South Carolina, of course, and NC State, amongst a couple others. But, you know, tweeting out stuff like, where is home? And then just yesterday... He went on Twitter and he had tweeted out originally, anyone know of a good video guy, basically. And Monte Rams, for whatever reason, decided to turn around and delete the tweet later, which again, I'm not quite sure why. Maybe he thought it was a little bit too cryptic, maybe leading people to think that he was basically committing or that this meant he was going to commit very soon. And four-star linebacker commit out of Jacksonville, Florida, Grayson Howard, did happen to see this tweet. And did respond to him saying, I might know a guy with a sly looking face emoji. Of course, Grayson Howard, I believe, used Justin King and the media team here at South Carolina, which is now allowed under NCAA rules for prospects who are going to be committed to a certain school if they want to utilize guys from that school's media team for a commitment video. So again, to reemphasize, just based on his recent social media activity, it seems like that Monte Rams has been getting closer and closer to a decision for the last several weeks. And just based on the tweet that just came out yesterday, I have to believe that if this welcome home could be anybody out of the guys that we know for sure, South Carolina is in great shape for at this time. I would probably pick Monte Rams out of that group, but again, we're probably just going to have to wait and see how this one ends up playing out in the near future. Now, of course, I mentioned Spencer Rattler earlier in regards to his absence from South Carolina's SEC Media Day group of players that they're going to be bringing over to SEC Media Days in Alabama, and Spencer Rattler was also part of a ranking that really stirred the pot on social media Early Monday morning, put out by SEC media personality Michael Bratton, putting him at number six on the list. So, what are my thoughts on him being slotted there? And how do I feel about a couple of the players that are slotted in front of him? Well, I'll give y'all my full opinion on this in just one moment after I pass along a word from our friends over at Built Bar. Now, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100 percent real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness but stop drooling and listen to me for a second they are good for you low calories low sugar high protein and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All Built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits the best part about built puffs besides the 100% real chocolate is that you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you they're the perfect treat perfect when you've got a craving you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or if you need a quick healthy snack after a workout they are an excellent source of protein delicious coconut rich sweet brownie and creamy marshmallow stop fantasizing and get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs now, And if you're looking to save money, we got you covered there as well. When you go to Bilt.com, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com Go right now while the offer lasts. Alrighty, so let's talk about this quarterback projection that SEC media personality Michael Bratton from that SEC podcast put out early Monday morning. Again, I want to reemphasize this one more time. This is a projection by Michael Bratton based on what he believes is going to happen in the 2022 season. This is not a current ranking of the quarterbacks, and this also isn't based on last season's stats. He included all that in his original tweet, but the tweet was too big for me to include with his list. So I just took a screenshot of the list, and here is the list right here. So as you can see here, he did rank Spencer Rattler, South Carolina's quarterback for this upcoming season, number six on the list. And he was sandwiched between Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky at number seven, Max Johnson, the projected starter probably at this point for A&M at number eight, Will Rogers, the quarterback out of Mississippi State at number five, and Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson at number four. Now... The overall question with this QB ranking, did he get Spencer Rattler right? My answer to that question would be no, but I don't think that Michael Bratton is that far off. Now, there are a few reasons why I do believe Spencer Rattler will be a little bit higher, and I'll let y'all know where I believe he'll finish up on this list at the very end. But to get back to why I think he'll be higher, he has a lot more skill, position, talent around him than people realize. Going just based off of position group. He's got Christian Bill Smith, Marshawn Lloyd, Juju McDowell, and a couple other running backs that are really talented behind them at running back alone. At wide receiver, he's got Josh Van. He's got Antoine Wells Jr., Corey Rucker. Landon Sampson, Amarian Brown, Daccaron Joyner, and other guys out wide as well. That's a lot of production and, again, just a lot of talent athleticism. And then at tight end, he, of course, has Jaheim Bell, who a lot of people may be considered to be more so of a wide back now, which is basically wide receiver slash running back, more of a hybrid player. Austin Stockner as the second tight end, more than likely, Travion Keenan as the third tight end, who could do a little bit of both, but is a lot better of a blocker, and then Nate Atkins, the transfer out of East Tennessee State, who will mainly specialize in blocking more so than receiving, but he's got a lot to work with on the edge and behind him. He also has a group that is smack full of seasoned vets regarding the offensive line, who... Again, if you haven't seen my video already from earlier this week, I think we'll be much better this upcoming season. Now, regarding the guys that were slotted ahead of Spencer Rattler, I'm going to talk about two mainly real quick, starting off with Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Now... I do believe that Anthony Richardson has a lot of potential. I think he's got a really good arm from an arm strength perspective. I think he's a very solid athlete, obviously. And I mean, he's got the nickname AR-15. If you're going to have a nickname like that, then when it comes to being a quarterback, you ought to be pretty talented. But I will say this. I think that Anthony Richardson has got a ton of hype this offseason to the point where, quite frankly, it's gotten a little bit ridiculous. Listen. I I acquiesce and understand the fact that he is very talented, like I just mentioned. But you gotta understand, this is a guy that Dan Mullen, whom say what you want about what happened at Florida, was a guy that took Mississippi State to heights they had never seen in their program's history while he was there. Was known as a solid quarterback developer and at the start of last season for one reason or another that you know probably Dan Mullen only knows the answer to he thought Emery Jones was a better option than Anthony Richardson and while of course I did not watch every single Florida game this past season I have to say when I did watch Anthony Richardson against legit competition a la not against South Florida I don't believe really that he was all that impressive. I thought that he had pretty much his mixture of good moments while also having some really bad moments as well. And I think he ended up throwing eight passing touchdowns, but six interceptions to go along with that, showing that at times he was a little bit careless with throwing the football around. And honestly, out of all the talk I've heard about Florida this offseason heading into 2022, Every single question that gets asked about, well, why is Florida going to be good this next season? Why could they win seven, eight games? Some people even think they can win nine. And their immediate answer is, well, we got number 15 at quarterback. It's like, okay, that's awesome. Who does he have around him? Seriously, answer that question for me. Who does he have around him that is going to guarantee Florida is going to win seven, eight games with that schedule? that they have to play this next season. I just don't see it. So it might not be more so because of Anthony Richardson himself, but because of, in my opinion, the lack of all-around solid playmaking ability right now on Florida's offense, I just don't see Anthony Richardson being the fourth-best quarterback out of all these guys by season's end. And then when you talk about Will Rogers at number five, Will Rogers, in my opinion, is a solid quarterback. I do think that he has done a really good job being the quarterback in a Mike Leach-led offense, but that's really where the buck stops with him, in my opinion. He is a guy, in my opinion, that is a product of Mike Leach's offense, which again, Mike Leach runs an air raid offense, and to pretty much talk about the air raid offense in simple terms, it essentially is an offense where you have a few concepts that you run, but those concepts are involved in a bunch of different formations to essentially try to throw off the defense just enough and you execute those same concepts or plays, probably 20-25 plays, over and over and over and over again in practice to where the offense basically knows exactly how to run a play to a T and the defense just has to be good enough to match it. That is the air raid offense. It's not really that hard to learn, in my opinion. The timing and everything is probably the hardest part. And Will Rogers has shown a solid ability to be able to be really good in those areas. But I don't see him being a schematically transcendent quarterback. Basically meaning, if Will Rogers was not in a Mike Leach air raid offense, how good of a quarterback would he be in any other offense? How good would he be in a pro-style offense like Marcus Satterfield's? How good would he be in say you know maybe a, a Baylor spread type offense like uh, like Kendall Briles at Arkansas? I just don't really think that Will Rogers is a guy that you can just kind of plug him into any offense and he's going to automatically make everybody in the offense better. I think he's a good leader. I think that he is somebody that again has done really well considering where he is at, at Mississippi State, playing in that offense. But I think that offense has made Will Rogers look like a much better quarterback statistically and, you know, just from an overall big picture standpoint than he actually is. It's no offense to Will Rogers at all. I think he's still a decent quarterback, but better than Spencer Rattler at the end of this season, I'm sorry. I don't think that'll be the case. So overall, my final point on this discussion, I think Spencer Rattler, barring injury, would be fourth on this list. And again, I'll pull it up right here. So I basically think that he'll be better than Anthony Richardson. He'll be better than Will Rogers. And I don't think really there's anybody below him that could surpass him. We could, of course, see a surprise from Jackson Dart in the Lane Kiffin offense over there at Ole Miss. But Jackson Dart was a little bit gung-ho in the spring game and showed signs of maybe potentially being like a Matt Crow 2.0 where he's a high-risk, high-reward type guy that has some really cool touchdowns, but also will throw a bunch of interceptions along with that. So overall, I don't think that really there's a whole lot of argument with 1, 2, and 3. Bryce Young, KJ Jefferson, and Hendon Hooker, because of the offenses that they're in and subsequently the talent they have around him, I do think those three guys will have really great great showings this next season. So you won't get a peep out of me about Rattler not being above those guys. But from an arm talent standpoint, I mean, I'll pull up the list one more time if you're watching this on YouTube. From a talent standpoint, I think Spencer Rattler has an argument for being the second most talented quarterback on this entire list. So it's not like that it's going to be because of Rattler that he would maybe finish lower on the list at season's end. But again, the overall improvement on this offense all around him and the amount of turning experience they have – I don't see any way that Rattler finishes 6th, 5th, or worse on this list at the end of the 2022 football season. So with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed it. What are y'all's thoughts on the players that we are bringing over to SEC Media Days? Do you think that Shane Beamer nailed it, like I said earlier on the show? What are your thoughts on the welcome home that Shane Beamer tweeted out just the other day? Who do you think the welcome home might be? Or, you know, we can have some fun here. Who do you hope the welcome home is? And also, you know, how do you feel like Michael Bratton did overall with his 2022 SEC quarterback projections? Do you think that Spencer Rattler will finish higher than sixth? Do you think he can even finish higher than fourth like I mentioned earlier? Let me know down in the comments section below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on an audio podcast app. You can send me a tweet at a lion underscore sc and I will try to respond to it as quickly as I see it. But once again, y'all, that's going to do it for me on today's show. I hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday and I'll catch you on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.